I'm Melissa White, and welcome to the Spirit Room Podcast. This is a show to help inspire you to live your life to the fullest, but really to learn about those that guide us, our unseen helpers, guides, angels, loved ones in spirit that walk beside us in this life. I'll share with you personal experiences from my life as a professional medium and mentor. I'll also offer you insight into working with the spirit world and introduce you to guests that I find fascinating and that might lead you on your own journey to further discover your own soul's gifts. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome to the 2022 Christmas special episode of the Spirit Room Podcast. I'm Melissa White. I'm the host of this show, and this will be episode 120. And so for those of you that have been along for the ride the whole time, I just want to take this opportunity to say thank you so much. Thank you for your messages and your emails. I want to say that they come always in divine timing. They always come at a time when I really just need some upliftment. If I'm having a rough day or I'm having a hard time or I'm feeling somewhat frustrated with something, it seems as though every time there's an email or a message from a listener who's saying, thank you so much for the podcast, that you're enjoying it, that you relate to it, or that you find a lot of comfort, you find insight. And that's the whole idea. That's the whole reason that I'm doing this podcast. So it means a lot. I want to wish you a very, very happy holiday season. For those of you that celebrate Christmas, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy Yule, and Happy Hanukkah. And really, I just want you to know whatever you celebrate, that I am sending you warm and bright blessings and wishes. And this episode is really dedicated to people who are reminiscing, who are grieving, who are maybe struggling a little bit. I want you to know that your loved ones in spirit are with you and that they are aware of how you feel and that they're never more than a thought away. And I know that sometimes that can feel hard to grasp or hard to wrap your head around and that the physical loss is profound. And so I'm not ever wanting to minimize the loss. Just because spirit remains in another form, another way, doesn't mean that we don't grieve the physical loss of the people that we love. We do that, all of us. And I just wish you so much comfort in listening to the following guests as they chat about how they honor their loved ones in spirit over the holidays and how they handle, cope with grief. And so as always with grief, I don't believe there's any one size fits all advice. And what works for one person may not work for the next, but please take with you what does help. And hopefully it'll inspire you in some way. And my heart is just with you. I want you to know that. So enjoy the following little mini episodes all wrapped into one special. And may God bless you and keep you and just sending you so much love and so many angels. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Spirit Room Podcast. I'm Melissa White, and this is part of our Christmas series, Christmas special. I'm here today with a lovely guest. Her name is Kimberly, and she's generously agreed to come and to chat today and share a little bit about her loved ones in spirit and ways that she's honoring them. So welcome, Kimberly. Thanks for having me, Melissa. Yes, my pleasure. So tell us a little bit about who you've got in spirit. I have my mom's passed young when I was 11, Mm -hmm. and I'm 60. My dad passed this just this last January. And my sweetheart, Bella, he passed, it'll be two years in January. And I have my grandparents, you know, and friends and aunts and uncles. And yeah, there's a big party going on up there. Right. (laughs) Their way of celebrating. I believe that they have their feasts and their toasts. 
when I was a child, my dad would take my sister and I to the graveyard to honor my mom. And my mom was from Nova Scotia. So every Christmas, my Christmas Eve, my dad would say, well, your mom's having lobster tonight. And that just every year, that was something he would say about my mom. And just, you know, kind of gives you comfort that others think about them and you can share that together as a family. And and then I have my in-laws too, actually, I guess, too, in spirit. And, you know, I've spent many Christmases in their home and their traditions. And yeah, I think, I think as our spirit family, it's like our Christmas tree, the memories, we hang on it. Beautiful. And I think that's really an amazing thing that your father thought to do, you know, to bring you, especially on Christmas Eve, basically to make it something that was, like you said, something that you shared together. Yeah. Uh, and really to instill that knowledge that, yes, yeah, she's having lobster. I don't doubt it. You know, like I really do. That is what I see, you know, from loved ones in spirit often is things that they loved in life they can do in spirit. And they'll oftentimes talk about how much of a celebration it really is in the spirit world. So that would be such a comfort, I think, as a child, you know, to have that told to you. And do you- and also going through that process, that's including them in your holiday. Yes, that's so important. That's because that happened before we went for dinner with my grandparents. And mm-hmm. so you feel like you brought them from where you just were. Yes, I love that. And do you have, I know because you were so young, but do you have memories with mom? Yeah, I do. And things I remember, you, you know, she made butter tarts. I love butter tarts. And mm-hmm. when I bake butter tarts, I always think of her and I always, you know, kind of in my head ask her, am I doing this right? You know, what's missing? Yeah. That's fantastic. I think that is such another way to really honor them is by making the things that they did or the things that they loved. And I know that they do that with us, you know, so when you're making your butter tarts and you're talking to mom, for sure, she's there. And so you're kind of experiencing that together. So that's another really lovely way to bring her into your present day celebration of Christmas. Yeah. And I have, you know, even though like forever, Feels like she's gone from my life, but living life. But I have ornaments that she bought as a child. You know, when I find those in the box, that brings special memories and thoughts of her. And when I put them away, you know, I'm careful where they go and how they're wrapped and what they go with. And I think your special things that you treasure. Definitely. You know, out every year. And it's just, you know, I have ornaments of my grandparents too. And, ornaments that I gave her as a child and yeah you invite them into your holiday time that's right and so what about with your sweetheart in spirit and how about since his passing how have the holidays changed for you well this year I wasn't really going to decorate because it's I don't plan to have company my others my sons are adults one with the grandchild isn't visiting so I thought I'm not going to bother I went looking for Christmas cards and I found my little collection of nutcrackers and I thought oh well maybe I'll just put these out and I went back to the same box to get something else and there was a ornament Howard was given we went to Elvis impersonation in the Christmas time and a legion event and he was given an Elvis ornament for helping set up that entertainment that night and assisting the fellas, you know, getting their gear hooked, the sound systems hooked up and stuff. So when I've, I'm not a huge Elvis fan, but when I found the Elvis, I thought, well, okay, Howard, I'm putting this out for you. And you know, <laughs> I, I love that. felt I love him that. here last night because I had his stepdaughter for dinner with her little family and, you know, chat to him all the time. I thought I heard him cough the other day behind me and, made me go through the house thinking somebody was here and of course there's nobody here but right it's so interesting how that happens how it can you can actually hear that there's maybe a cough or sometimes you might even hear like footsteps yeah yeah stuff like that it's their way of letting us know that they are present 
Yeah. I think that's pretty miraculous when we have those experiences. Yeah. Things moved. Mm -hmm. It's another big one. And I know he's quite strongly connected to you. I know from connecting with him before and this sense that like he will do whatever he can to let you know that he's still around and that he's with you. And he's got also that connection with the music. So I do think that you'll notice certain songs and certain, you know, that kind of thing. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's able to make, you know, make his presence known to you with true music as well. Well, when he's been quiet, I do ask him about those things. And, you know, if you're around, where's my sign? Or how about my, you know, I haven't heard my song for a while. And, you know, it won't be maybe right away, but, you know, eventually, randomly. Yeah, Yeah. he does send me music. Yeah, it's always exactly when we need it, but not always on our schedule, you know, so we might and then it may not be like you said it might not be immediately but eventually you know it it comes around and there's such a comfort I think with that for sure my my mom has sent me a random song too I was having a pity party one day about her not being around I was having some health issues you know that got all this in your head and I my mom was an Anne Murray fan and I went uptown to do something in the grocery store and in the pharmacy section, the radio or music overhead was quite loud. And it was an Anne Marie song, You're a Part of Me. Wow. And I knew right away that was her sending me that song because it wasn't her favorite Anne Marie, but she loved Anne Marie, all of it. So, and the lyric is just so perfect. Yeah. It's an interesting synchronicity because I just finished writing on a card that I'm sending out. And it says the quote, all that we love deeply becomes a part of us. So that's cool that you mentioned that song and that sign from your mom, because it's quite similar. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love that. And the thing is with the signs, we always can feel that there's some kind of connection there. So it like in the moment when we need it and then there's a feeling that accompanies it that you just know oh okay I'm meant to hear this in this moment yeah or see it or yeah taste it or smell it yeah exactly exactly and so what would you say for anyone who might be just recently grieving for this holiday season any advice that you would have I would think you know what steps of comfort you can get through you know if you're invited out and you can uh, manage to go I think you know being around others helps doing things to honor them you know put out their memories or talk to others give someone a call maybe you know go share a meal with somebody that knew them and have some conversation about them Yes. Or, you know, or maybe you just need that quiet time, too, to reflect. Mm-hmm. I, I work with the public and seniors, and I'm work, I work the holidays. I work Christmas. So for me, giving that time to those people, I find for myself important, too, because they need someone around them just as much as I do. Yes. I could see that. I could see that. If you are, and it's true, oftentimes when we're in our own pain, it actually feels so good to be able to be there and to be a comfort to someone else. Yeah. Uh, not only partially, I think it's a good distraction sometimes, like if you can do something useful, productive, and you know that it's helping someone else, that's a good thing. But also there's just something about being in it together with someone, you know, even if they don't know that you're, you know, that you're struggling. Yeah. Well- Well, I was three Christmases ago, I was thinking, oh, I'm not going to have any Danish food this Christmas because the family connected to that isn't here. And, oh, you know, it would have been nice to have a little something. But, I, you know, but I went about my work day and my lunch client that I had to go and freshen up and sit with while she ate, her family was celebrating. They were Dutch people. And they offered me something to eat. The buffet was out. And I said, oh, no, thank you politely. Because we don't normally eat people's food. Then the daughter came back in with her mom's plate. And I said, is that liverwurst? She said, yeah, it is. Do you like that? And I said, oh, yeah, I do. 
And the next thing I know, she brought me a plate of food. And it was just like, you know, somebody helping me out because that's, you know, was one of my favorite Danish foods things that they that's very common in their culture. And yeah, so sometimes those things come to you. Right? Whether I didn't bring it upon myself, it just came into my day. Yeah, I think oftentimes those are orchestrated moments, you know, orchestrated by... Yeah, that's what I was trying to think of how to say it just... Our our angels. Yeah, our angels bringing that to us or our loved ones making sure that came to us, you know. Totally. No, I really believe that to be true. And it just is one of those things that feels so special when it happens. You know, it's a little surprise and... yeah. Good. And I think, you know, it's such good advice that you were giving about speaking of them. You know, it is so helpful to talk about them and to reminisce and to, yeah, connect with someone else who knew them and loved them because that kind of keeps you both feeling closer to that person. And they certainly know, they certainly are aware when we think of them and when we speak of them. And it's a huge honor, I think, when we tell the stories about them and all of that stuff. It's a beautiful thing to do. I sometimes will do on a little um, piece of paper or something you can just even cut out like shapes with the kids or whatever when they were younger and just put the name of, you know, each loved one in spirit on one of the ornaments and then just put that on the tree. And that's a nice way, I think, of keeping them you know, keeping them present and honoring, you know, honoring them. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that because I seen a craft to put them on the, like a mirror effect. You put them on the back of a crystal, the photo, and then it reflects through the crystal. Oh, that would be beautiful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a nice picture of my mom and dad together and that would be sweet because I know now they work, they're working again together and Mm -hmm. Maybe they won't have their own things to do too still, but I'm sure they, you know, have their conversations. My dad grieved my mom the whole remainder of his life. So, yeah, I'm sure they've had to have a few conversations over the last while. I bet. I have no doubt that there's been a reconnection and a reunion and so much, so much to say to, you know, to one another. One of, one of my mom's sister-in-laws uh, about 10 years ago, just before she passed away, called me from the East Coast. And I wasn't sure on the lady's faith because I wasn't raised around her, but she had lost her adult sons and seemed to, you know, had really loved my mom and had missed my mom too. And I said, you know, when you get to heaven, my mom's going to have a big pot of tea waiting. And my aunt screamed and then started laughing. And she said, you know, your mom's going to have a whole lot to say. (laughs) I thought, most likely sitting up there watching what's going on. Oh, that's for sure. And that's one thing that they really do mention often in people's readings is that especially like the grandmas, the moms, they tend to really like the fact that they can see what's happening. They can keep caught up in everyone's life they can visit us basically whenever they like so in some cases they end up seeing us more if you you know say you lived far away from a family member or something and so you only saw them maybe you know on holidays and stuff in spirit they can come anytime so lots of times they will mention how that is quite like they do like that it's nice yeah must be nice to be able to do that and not you know, the in the past, it was writing or phones for us, but for them now, just to be able to float about and check in and check there. And no, there's no limit, no boundary, you know, and no difficulty with that, with time or space, which is, you know, miraculous and amazing. So that's wonderful. Well, what is mom's first name? Beverly. Beverly. And then dad? Was Frederick. Okay, so Beverly, Frederick, and then we've got your partner, remind me of his name? Howard. Howard. I don't know why I thought I wanted to say Harold, but Howard. You know how Howard came through to me just recently? I went to London Drugs to pick up a gift. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any in stock, and the man that went out of his way to help me order it into the store, his first name was Howard's last name. Oh, no way. Yeah. 
Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And I thought, ah, Howard sent me here today. Yep. Be this random moment, this person helping me of all the stuff they have in that store. That's it. Exactly. There's no coincidence with that. Yeah. And one of the weird ways my mom has been, has come through in the last few years, my office, there's over 300 women within the department. Mm -hmm. And I've had clients that know my name, been going there a long time, and randomly Beverly comes out their mouth. Oh, interesting. And it just happened last month. And sometimes it's palliative. I'm at the client's palliative, and it's the family member that has said her name. And and I've had somebody say, that's not your name. I don't know why I called you that name. Yeah. I don't know if Howard's sending me bees, but since I moved, Melissa, I've been getting a lot of bees. Oh, and I have be flying around right now. That kind of, yeah, that would be, I would say, something not usual, you know. Like, for- why is it in my, flying above my head? Do you know what I think, though, about the, especially if the, it's patients that are elderly or if they're in palliative care, if they're close to the end of life, they do get, like, people do get quite psychic and quite open to spirit right at the very end Um, yeah and so it's quite possible that they're in that kind of in-between state where they're like physically here but their consciousness is already going into spirit yeah and they are aware that your mom is there and that your mom is around and so even if they might not logically know that's what they're doing or that's who they're connecting with likely that's your mom's way of saying i'm right here because i do feel she works alongside you she loves to be there and help with the people that you're connecting with and the people that you're helping yeah i my mom was a people person and did she was a back then they called it a beautician but a hairdresser and she liked helping people and you know the east coast people they take care of their neighbors and Mm-hmm. You know, the cove and yep. their families, they all helped. I understood from my dad that her brothers were amazingly helpful to them as a young married couple. And yeah, that's beautiful. When did you move away from the East Coast? When I was three. Oh, okay. So when you were quite young. Yeah. I see. And do you visit often? My mom took us twice, and the last time I was nine. Okay. And then I never went back till I was 50. Oh, wow. That must have been actually quite quite an amazing to take. 40, 40 years. It was 40 years since we had been there. My sister met me there. Yeah. So we could reunite with family together. And my mom would have been 70 that year. Wow. Beautiful. I feel like yeah. that would have been such an important trip. It was really important, I think. For my sister and I, and for my relatives there. Yeah, that reconnection. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, yeah. well, I, I'm so happy to be able to chat with you. And I really appreciate that you came and shared about your loved ones. Yeah, and- thank you very much, Melissa. I hope you have a Merry Christmas and yeah. all the best for the new year. And You too. You too. I hope that you take good care and yeah, yeah that you have a lovely and peaceful holiday. Yeah, thank you very much. I'm going to, I might have a new granddaughter under the tree. Oh, how exciting. Oh, that's really cool. That's amazing. Well, that would be a beautiful Christmas present. Yes. Yeah, that's my big thrill coming. (laughs) Definitely, definitely. Well, I'll wish you all the best with that. And congratulations to your family. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for sharing. Okay, so I'm here with a lovely guest, Bobby Joe. Welcome to the Spirit Room. Hi, thanks for having me. Yes, thanks for coming. And I was actually thinking about this earlier. Do you know or do you remember how we met? I know it's been a long time, but I don't remember exactly how that was. If it, Was it a group reading? No, and you know what? This That's funny you ask. It is very clear to me when we first met. <laughs> A friend of mine, actually, her and her sister had gone to see you. And this was a long time ago. I think this was early days even for you in your career. And uh, I was excited to try it out. I'd never really been to see anybody before. And, you know, obviously, I'm very open to that kind of stuff. 
and I came to see you and oh you blew me away you just blew me away you knew all the things that nobody would have known you know you brought so much peace to me on some topics and about some people and yeah I've been probably your biggest fan ever since (laughs) (laughs) I when I think back would that have been then the reading and it would have been in my townhouse yeah I think so yeah yeah so that would yeah I think that was probably like the first year or two anyway that I was king so yeah that's that does go back a while um, yeah. wonderful and then yeah and then connected through yeah friends of yours that also that I read for and just yeah it just seems to keep continuing you know that mm. connection yeah yeah no it was very strong it was very strong Beautiful. And so I'm so happy that you're here to chat with us about your own loved ones in spirit. So I guess we could start by just, yeah, just giving you a chance to talk about some of the people that you have in spirit. Yeah. Well, the first, when I first saw your post reaching out, you know, for people to share their experiences, the very first person that came to my mind was one of my grandmothers. And I was really lucky and had the chance to spend as much time as I could with her before she passed. And, you know, there's so many things about her that, um, that all of my family that we loved about her mm-hmm. and, and I just wanted to take her secrets. Like I, I wanted to just know all I could know before she, before she left us. And one of the things is she used to make these buns for Christmas, these mm-hmm. dinner rolls, like okay, dinner rolls, like who thinks like, wow, you know, it's a dinner roll, but she actually made them so special and had all these special ingredients and, and nobody else in my family had spent the time with her to learn how to make them. And so ever since she's been gone, every family get together, every Easter, every Christmas, every, every big, you know, event, I make grandma's rolls, grandma's buns. We call them grandma's buns and the kids make them with me. Now we make them together. I don't even think they know which grandma I'm talking about when I say we're making grandma's buns. I'm for sure my son doesn't know because he doesn't remember her. My daughter remembers her. And so she knows she, I just feel like I'm passing down like a, you know, like a legend. I'm passing down a, you know, just something that's really important. And obviously I spending the time together and teaching my kids how to make them. And I always say to them, you know, my grandma taught me this and now, you know, I'm teaching you and you'll teach your kids and they'll love them. Like it's, it's been really important for me. Yeah. It's so special to have that. It's like a legacy, you know, and it's part of her that lives on. And it's, I know exactly what you mean though, about these buns or dinner rolls. Mm -hmm. She makes all of the, you know, all of the family dinners, all the birthdays, all the Christmas and Easter and all that. And the kids love like the their favorite thing like a lot of the time even though my mom's this amazing cook the buns are a big thing it's something that they could agree on that they all love the buns and the you know with the butter and it's just like a thing so I totally get it especially if yeah that was something special that she you know she made her own you know with her own sort of way so that's a way to really keep Mm -hmm. her with you yeah and then also like whenever I'm sick I always make her borscht I make I make I do a lot of cooking for her she was German Mennonite so she did a lot of cooking and I could never master all of the things that she did it was just a couple of like key recipes you know that I sort of took that I I thought well I'll just take a couple of things and I'll master those and then you know and that'll be the best I can do you know because there's no way you could keep up with her she was such a master chef you know but she also had a lot of you know cooking utensils and things like that that you know of course you know when somebody passes you you think of like special blankets you know the special things that you want to keep like a hairbrush or stuff like that you know things that you might use or whatever but I wanted the weird things I wanted the soup ladle I wanted the like (laughs) Mm-hmm. And I, I cook with them every day and I use those things every day, you know? I love that. I love that. Yeah. I've been, yeah. yeah, I've been to people's homes like for groups and stuff. And I remember this one grandma was coming through and she kept showing me this rolling pin. And I'm like, okay, I get it. Like lots of grandmas show me rolling pins, like they baked or whatever. Yeah. But then I thought, no, there's something about this rolling pin. And so I mentioned it. And then the host of the group got this, she went in the kitchen and grabbed this rolling pin. And she said, this is the her rolling pin. She's trying to show that like, she, she knows that she's got her rolling pin and it's very special. So I get it. Yeah. With the cooking utensils for sure. And I'm sure like, I could feel that she would be so pleased that you have them and you use them. And then she always would say to me too, and you know, cause she knew as it was getting. <laughs> 
closer to the time. She knew, you know, that it was close. And so she would say, you need to take this. You need to make sure you have, I want you to have this. And I want mm-hmm. you, definitely, you need to take this with you. And and she would always tell me what she wanted me to have, you know, and I always thought how sweet it was that it wasn't like the, it wasn't her wedding dress. It wasn't like her, like the big ticket items that, you know, people want. It was like, it was the things that we would use all the time together. The things that nobody would want that only we knew special to us. Yeah. You know, So that's her. And then I have one other grandma who, for her, it was the gift of music, especially, you know, since, you know, if we're going to talk about Christmas, she had Lorena McKinnett is a beautiful singer from Ireland. And I think she's from Ireland. Anyway, definitely like Celtic music, Mm -hmm. soulful. And she had introduced me to her music, you know, years and years and years ago, back as I was thinking, I was still a teenager. And, and after she passed, it, it wasn't until after she passed that I started listening to Lorena McKinnon again, mm-hmm. always at Christmas, always her Christmas music and music. I feel, I mean, cooking recipes and things like that and, you know, talk and, and talking about your loved one. That's a different feeling than, than music, listening to the music. Like I really feel every Christmas, I feel her with me every time I play Lorena McKennett, like it's so much more powerful for me. Yeah. That's amazing. I, I do think that connection with the music, it is one way that I try and explain to people when they want to know what does it feel like, you know, when spirits with you and when yeah. you're, that's what it feels like when you listen to a beautiful piece of music and you get the rush of energy or you suddenly get the chills or you get that kind of even like an emotional moment that just comes over you. Like you start to have tears in your eyes, but it's not, you're not sad. You're touched by something. And it's the same with that. The musical connection with that is also that same feeling with spirit. So when when you listen to music and you're intentionally either, you know, thinking of or reminiscing or remembering, it just brings that beautiful like sensation of that closeness. You can feel it so much more. Yeah, no, you really do feel it so much more. Yeah. That's awesome. And I, you know what, I know that singer, but I haven't, it's almost like it's been in the back of my mind. I haven't listened to any of her music for so long. So that gives me that good inspiration to go listen again. Cause oh, you won't, you won't regret it. <laughs> yeah, that feels lovely. Really, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. And as far as like traditions and things like this go, so we know you've got like the food that, you know, you're keeping that going. Is there anything else that you do or anything else that you're thinking of doing that kind of honors your loved ones in spirit for Christmas and stuff? Well, I think it's important that we don't specifically have traditions of, um, honestly, I've tried to just make my own traditions and my own Christmas was never for us growing up, aside from just going to family's house and eating food, mm-hmm. you know, maybe playing some games and stuff like that. But honestly, I just tried to honor them in a way that that they're still at our table. They're still in our ears. We talk about them. You know, James's dad, we try to talk about him as much as we can and just share funny stories and things like that. But yeah, Christmas has always been funny for us. So I've really tried to just build my own traditions Mm -hmm. while still keeping a few things that you know that always resonated with me you know what I mean totally yeah Yeah. I love that that idea too because it's true you know we can create our own I love that you guys do talk about them because I think in some families just depending on the situation sometimes people are afraid to bring them up because they don't want to upset anyone you know or they're worried Or they're worried themselves that if they bring it up that they might, you know, they might cry or they might, you know, feel uncomfortable. But I think one of the most beautiful things we can do is to tell the stories, you know, reminisce. And really, they are aware when we speak of them, they're aware when we're thinking of them. So even if it's a thought, even if it's not even something that people vocalize, to have them in your thoughts and in your heart there, they do become aware of that. So I think they feel very by all of that nice yeah no they're definitely I do my best to keep them their memory alive (laughs) yeah definitely definitely and is there say with your grandma that you have all of her you know like the soup ladle and all that stuff if you had to choose say like one moment or memory or something or anything that comes to mind right away that's just something that you when you think of her that's what you think of I do have 
Oh, I have so many memories. I'm fortunate because I really did try to spend as much time with her as I could before she went. I don't know that I have a favorite. I would just show it up at her house and I would bring coffee and we'd have tomato soup together, you know, and, you know, and I'd show up another time and I would just sit with her and she would just talk about her past and, you know, her youth. And we talked a lot, like we talked so much. And I remember though, that she would always come alive over food. You know, if I was away for an extended period of time, you know, she would go downhill a little bit and then somebody would be like, oh, we're close, you know, we're close. And she's, she might not be with us for much longer. And then I'd come to see her and I'd, I'd just make her so much food every day and I'd bring it to the hospital or wherever she was. And then she'd perk up and all of a sudden she'd, she'd have this new lease on life. And, mm-hmm. and I just think that, I don't know, I've just been so lucky to honestly have that extra time with her and have far too many memories to choose just one, you yeah. know, to yeah. say was my favorite. Yeah, those I think it's moments, you know, I think that's why sometimes it's so hard for us to I'm just thinking from my perspective, when I'm tuning in and say, giving someone a reading, the things I love to delve into, especially recently, it just seems so important, is to look at the memories, like what moments Mm -hmm. they shared, what was that like, what it feel like, and oftentimes, it's little details, like something as simple as like you said, like just having the tomato soup together. Um, Yeah. When that comes up, it's such a beautiful thing for the person to realize, like the person who's, you know, receiving the information that their loved one in spirit also values that moment just as much and that it means, you know, just as much to them and that they haven't forgotten any of that stuff, you know, that they're, they have all of those memories too. And so it's such a strong connection point for people. Yeah. I think what kind of comes to mind with your grandma there too is that it feels like she was so delighted by you like just like hearing your voice seeing your face spending time with you that was such a delight and I think we all should have someone whose face just lights up like that you know when we come into the room and so I really feel like you know she's so special to you but it feels like you're just so precious to her too. Oh well that's that it makes me so happy to hear we certainly had some some great moments and great memories for sure. For sure. She's, yeah, she, we were pretty close. So. And yeah. what's her first name? Helen. Helen. And then the, uh, your other grandma? Joan. Joan with the music. Yeah. Okay. I'm definitely going to listen to the music. That's her recommendation. Um, yeah. McKinnon. Okay. I will do that. Yeah. Any, anything else you'd want to share or offer or anything you might want to say as far as advice for someone who might be maybe this is the first Christmas since they've lost someone well I think what you said earlier was perfect actually just about you know sometimes we're afraid to we're afraid to talk about somebody who's gone because it might you know set off somebody or you know make them sad or whatever but I think it's just important to ask the right questions like you know what did they mean to you and and sharing the good memories and no and even noting what that person you know gave down to the rest of the family like i always love it when people say to me oh my gosh you're well it would have been close family members like my mom or whatever because i had never known my real father and she a couple of times in my life has said to me oh you just made a face like your father would make mm-hmm. and and i never knew him so it was always like what face was it what was the face? Like, I wanted to know. And I think it's important to, to, you know, if it's a grandparent or a child or whatever, just, will you laugh like so, so nice to hear, you know, or just pointing out the good things and, you know, just letting, letting them come into the room and be with you in that moment. Totally. Oh, I love that. And I, I really think that's so true. It's some of the way that we can kind of allow them to live on is to, you know, when we see that in our own kids, you know, or that in someone that, especially if the person didn't have a chance to know them in life, I think that's such a precious gift we can give someone else. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. That's beautiful. Well, I certainly thank you for coming and sharing about your loved ones. And it's wonderful to connect with you again. And tell everyone where you are where you're calling from. Oh, I'm from Prince Edward Island. Uh, We've been here for a couple of years now. I'm not native to the island, but I certainly have been enjoying myself here. (laughs) I just, I Um, feel like it's so beautiful and picture. It really is. 
anytime I see any of your photos, your pictures, I'm just like, I have to go there. I have to, in this lifetime, make it to PE. I have to get there. I know. And I keep telling you to book one of your your little getaway things that you do. I don't remember what that, like your retreat, a retreat. Yeah. Come and book, book it on the Island. And oh my gosh, it's so, it's just so beautiful here. Like it truly is. I feel the magic of the Island for sure. I mean, it's, you know, it's definitely 50 years behind schedule. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty old world here sometimes, but we're catching up. And uh, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I would, I'd rather have the peacefulness of Island than, you know, be in the hustle and the bustle anyway. But yeah, no, it was definitely not a decision that we regretted in the least. And uh, I bet. Yeah. We're both out of Green Gables fans. So I yes, just, we are on my list of things that I need to experience. Oh, no, you do. I like everything. And it's not just Anne of Green Gables. It's funny because you come here and you think, oh, it's, you know, you love seeing all the Anne stuff. But Lucy Ma Montgomery, wow, what a story. I mean, as an author and just as a human being. And uh, when you come to the island and you start, you know, going around looking at all the Anne stuff and going to Anne Green Gables and stuff like that, you'll get such a history of Lucy Ma Montgomery. She's just she's quite a woman so yeah a lot more to the island than just yeah like history and yeah I would love yeah I'd love to delve into that more the mm-hmm. her yeah Lucy Ma Montgomery her life that's amazing yeah wonderful well I wish you all you and your family a really beautiful Christmas and Thank you. You as well. yeah, we will be in touch and if people yes. are interested can you share like what you're up to because I know you got a few things on the go that you might want to let people know about Oh, you're talking about business-wise? Yeah, yeah. Oh, lovely. Well, yeah, I actually, when we moved to the island, I opened up an online women's clothing boutique called North Shore J'adore because I live so close to the North Shore. And J'adore means love in French, J'adore. And so that's on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. But I also have been doing some social media on the side, which has sort of been a byproduct of all of the social media I've had to do for my business. And actually, it's something that I had started doing before we left Texas. And it was the ball was sort of just starting to roll there as well. But we ended up having to move so quickly. And so it just started everything new here. And it's called Goudreau Studios on Facebook. But yeah, just lots of social media and video vignettes and promotional video. So that's what I've been doing. Awesome. I love it. I'm so intrigued and we'll definitely chat more about that. But thank you so much for being here. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. Sending you lots of love. Oh, and you as well. Thanks, Melissa. Hello, Crystal. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I was really excited when you mentioned that you would be interested in coming on the show because I don't know how long it's been, but it's been quite a few years since I think that I've been reading for you. And it seems to me your people in spirit, specifically your mom, there's always some kind of amazing signs that she brings, energy that she brings that is really special. So I thought it would be helpful for other people to hear about hear about that as well. Yeah, for sure. I think I've been seeing you for about eight years now. It's been we've a had, yeah, we've had lots of good conversation. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think about it too. It's interesting because when we would have first met, obviously now there's more people in spirit than when we first met. So it's been an evolving thing, you know, like you've, we've yeah had those experiences and connections with spirit along the way. So tell us about your loved ones in spirit. Oh, my loved ones in spirit. I have basically all my grandparents. And then, of course, we have some family friends and my husband's family. And my mom passed away two years ago. So she's been, her and my grandma are the people that I was the closest to. So they're the biggest losses in my life. Um, So I'm always like trying to think of new ways to make them feel like they're still a part of my life. Definitely. And so... Tell us about, so this will be the second Christmas since mom's been in spirit? Third. Third one. Okay. Yeah. Tell us a bit about, if you don't mind, like the first and second, like tell us how that was. Like, how was that experience? It was, uh, I'm not going to lie. It was very difficult, especially the first one. It was still so fresh. She had passed away October of 2020. And then you know that Christmas is right around the corner. And there were so many 
firsts at that time without her. We had two of my kids' birthdays, my dad's birthday, my mom's birthday, because her birthday was Dece- is December 15th. One of her big birthdays was that year. And then my birthday, my brother's birthday, Christmas. So it was just a lot of firsts without her and trying to figure out how to cope with that loss, but still trying to feel like she's still there. Mm-hmm. And Although I know that she was there in spirit, there were also things that I wanted to try and do to make it seem like an an in memory of her, do things in memory of her. So I did start that. It was also very difficult with family dynamics changing. And so you're used to doing things the same way every year. And then when you take a loss and you have dynamics changing and it's the first big holiday without her it was really really difficult so it was a lot of trying to balance feelings and just find ways to not just get through Christmas but to try and enjoy Christmas yeah Um, the second Christmas was it was a little bit easier um but every Christmas feels different sometimes the Christmas gets a little bit easier and sometimes it it's a little bit harder yeah that makes sense and I think too when you have your because you have your own children there's also that complication of wanting to make it so beautiful and magical for them while at the same time you're managing your own grief and then there's also that grief that's like what might have been you know so there's also this feeling that what would it be like if she was physically here you know right now and there's all of those moments that I think we just can't help but really wonder about that uh, absolutely and then the other thing is you hit points in your life where you feel guilty for trying to move forward you feel guilty if you're having fun doing something without them so that's really challenging as well it feels I would imagine it feels almost a bit like a betrayal like how could I possibly be enjoying something when she's not here you know exactly it's not it doesn't feel natural but One thing I do know from spirit is that they are so pleased and so happy when we do have those moments of joy. Like they're so wanting that for us. And I know with your mom, she certainly does want that. You know, there's a sense that she's like applauding, you know, anytime that you guys have a great time and you're laughing and in the moment and just having that kind of energy that makes her so pleased. So tell us some of the things that you've done to honor her, like since she's been in spirit. Yeah. You know, one of the biggest things was like I had said her birthday the first birthday without her and she was turning 60 so she just missed her 60th birthday and I really wanted I didn't want to just not celebrate her birthday anymore so I had my dad and my brother over and the kids and I made my mom a cake and we had a dinner together we still did the family dinner and we dedicated it to her of course and we put on candles and we sang happy birthday and we still celebrated as if she was still here so that was like the first big thing that we did to like celebrate her not still like but still with us yeah and that to her and then you know throughout the year I have this one area in my living room I put up these really nice little diamond looking shelves and Both of them are filled with candles. And one of them is like specifically with all of her stuff. And it's got like her memorial card from her celebration of life, some candles, the candle that my friend Catherine had ordered through you that you had put together. That's there. And although I want to burn it and I want to... (laughs) do the little scene and burn it it's also it's just so pretty sitting there with her Christmas she had she loved these little Christmas candy bulbs that my aunt used to buy for her every year and so I have one of them that my aunt started buying for me since my mom was no longer here she's carrying the tradition with me so I put that Christmas bulb ornament up by my mom's on my mom's shelf I call it my mom's shelf with the candles and her picture and then I have beside it, there's there's like a angel heart with like wings. And it says, sometimes I just look up, smile and say, I know that was you. So that's her area that I have there all year round. 
I love that. That's beautiful. And that's so cool of your aunt to think of that and to continue the tradition. As yeah. you were saying that I just got like such full body confirmation chills that like your mom is so happy about that. And that, that makes her feel so good. Oh, awesome. That's, yeah, that's those types of things that are so meaningful. And I think, you know, it can be small things. It can be bigger things. I know, I think, I'm not sure if it was last year or maybe the year before I did see something also about raising donations in her honor for SPCA I think or something like that because I know she's such a you know advocate for animals and has such a love for animals yes so that was for so I was starting to pass away of breast cancer and so I had originally every year but since before she passed she was in the hospital with breast cancer and you know that run for the cure for breast cancer I started with that and I was doing the run with my kids, raising money for donations to put towards breast cancer research. And then Mother's Day, I, this is the first Mother's Day that she was gone because she loves animals so much. I had looked for donations. There was money donations. There was supplies, like anything that would help out any animals. I collected it and I took it to Heart and Soul Cat and Dog Rescue out in Abbotsford and dropped it off there for them. And so that was like in memory of her. That's amazing. And I bet that felt very good almost to be close to her on that day. It's a way of doing something like actively doing something that's doing good, but it's also a way to keep that closeness, you know, that feeling with her too. Exactly. And then it also like helps me just like, you always wish that you could have done something to help some always done something more to help her at the time that she was sick. And I know that I did as much as I could. But Mm -hmm. even collecting these donations, whether it's for cancer for the animals, it just makes me still feel like I'm still helping somebody else who needs the same kind of help that she did. 100%. There's some that I know sometimes when we're in like the darkest deepest parts of that grief sometimes the only thing that actually really helps or feels good is to just be of service in some way you know serve some kind of purpose and know that it's helpful I think it is kind of a distraction which you know obviously you can't distract yourself from your grief always but in a way sometimes that is if you're gonna if you're gonna need just a little break from that feeling even just for a bit that would be so helpful I think yeah for sure yeah and then some of the other things that helped me like just get through the holidays is she had I forget like the proper name for it but they're the little uh, Christmas trees that they light up when you plug them in just little mini ones oh I wish I remembered the name fiber fiber optic Christmas trees yeah she loved those and her and my dad had collected them and after he, after she passed away, my dad gave me four of them. And so I put those up. I take anything that she's given to me for decorations or anything that my dad gave me after she passed. I do the inside of my house because that's what my mom always did. So I'm like continuing on with her traditions, trying to do the best that I can to make her proud and make her, I know she comes to visit in spirit so she can see that we're we are still with her we're still doing this together and we're continuing with her decor I love that I think was it last Christmas that I had mentioned to you in a message just that she was showing I think it was like a frosty the snowman or a snowman or something and I really didn't think anything of it I didn't know what it meant at all and then you told me so what what happened with that again so my dad had found this massive frosty he is just about as tall as my house (laughs) and when he first gave it to us we're like are you kidding me you want me to put that outside this thing is huge yeah but we did and everybody loved it my mom loved it my parents were so happy we put it up so we've been putting it up every single year so when you brought up a frosty the snowman I knew right away I'm like oh my goodness yes she's really here he's out there he's out there again this year that's amazing yeah yeah those moments of realizing that she's seeing your life still you know that she's still a part of it and not separate from it I think that's huge when spirit can bring those sort of things forward and I know she's brought other things you know where it's just an image or symbol and then literally like the next day or two days later you guys encounter that exact thing and it's she's so good at orchestrating all of that stuff 
yeah, to my dad, you brought up a squirrel and you brought up a blue butterfly and it happens so quickly. Like within a week, he sees this squirrel and it just stood there and stared at him. Like he, he phoned me and he's like, it happened. Like I, that wasn't just any squirrel. That was something yeah. that fine. Sent it. Yeah. yeah. There's been so many things that you have said and it just, it happens. And it's just that confirmation that they are still there. Yeah. Well, I think it speaks volumes for her because she wants so much to make sure that you guys know that's true, that she is still there. And so any way that she can put that image in my mind, she'll do it. So I really trust that whatever she says to me, I trust it a hundred percent that she'll make it happen. So even if it's weird yeah. or you know, I don't necessarily understand it at the time. I'll always say it because I, I know that she <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So yeah, she's pretty phenomenal. What would you say? What's some favorite things about her, about mom? Favorite things that I love about her? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> her favorite things. Well, her favorite thing was Christmas. Mm -hmm. um, and that is that's always been huge. She decorated the inside, the outside, and it wasn't just like any decor. It was like, she went all out. The house that they had moved into a few, well, probably over five, five years, eight years ago, big, huge living room windows. And she would just stare at her Christmas lights. And I just loved how she embraced every moment. And she was the most generous, caring person who was always like about the more the merrier. Somebody was going to be alone for dinner, she'd invite them. It didn't matter if it was a friend, a family member, a friend of a, a friend of a family member. She was always doing everything for everyone. She was the most selfless person and I think that was like and it did not just coming to Christmas all year round. That was just who she was and I think that's the most like my favorite thing about her is just that she was so generous and taught me how to be generous and respectful towards other people. It really comes down to all these favorite things that I have of her. It's, it all comes down to her personality Just loving like the best, the best grandma, the best mother, always wanting to do stuff with the kids, take them out and build memories. It was never just like about buying things. It was doing stuff with them yeah. and doing stuff us growing up all the camping and all the little mini trips that we've taken it's just who she was and that would be like my most favorite thing about her yeah well it seems you know there's so many of those qualities that you admire about her that are exactly the same as you you know so I really yeah. think that that carries on and every time I talk to you about her I get so emotional and uh, I think it's because I feel the love really strongly between the two yeah. of you and there's just something really special about that bond. And I think one of the things that I do know also for going forward is that no matter how much time you're here and she's there, it doesn't matter. Like the, she will be constantly by your side with the kids. She knows all about the kids and their daily lives. And, you know, she's so delighted by them. So I know that you've got a ton of amazing memories together, but the feeling that I get is, you know, just to recognize that there will be more again too, you know, so it's not the end. No. And, and I know that I always talk to her and say, can't, it's not that I want to leave my kids anytime yeah. soon. I look forward to the day that I get to see you again and continue our lives. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing, but it's also, I think the more that love is so strong and so pure, the grief is just like so intense and profound and hard, you know, so it's beautiful and it's also so painful, you know, at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be lying if I said that even this Christmas wasn't a struggle, even with the things that I'm doing, it's still really hard. And I actually found I'm finding this Christmas harder than last Christmas. And I think that I'm always going to go through those waves just with certain things that you think about or certain things that happen in life. But like one thing that really does make me feel close to her around Christmas and that I really look forward to doing is sitting down by myself, kid free, husband free, and watching her favorite Christmas movies. Yeah. And I do that every year now. Since she passed away, she loved Duck the Halls, Christmas with the Cranks, National Lampoon Christmas Vacation. Yeah. So I, and I watch those and I pretend she's with me. And I, if somebody walks into the, I think I'm crazy because I'm sitting there 
talking and they don't know who I'm talking to. Yeah. Or maybe they think I'm crazy because I'm talking to somebody who's not physically here, but it, I talk to my mom while I watch these movies. I, I watch her. I love it. And I think it's the most natural, normal thing, you know, that to me makes perfect sense. I, I yeah, I want to say she is there when you do that. And I, she's very aware of that time that's set aside just for the two of you. So that's really special. I hope you always do that. Oh, for sure. I will. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, uh, well, tell us mom's name. Brenda. Brenda. So we will thank your mom for, I want to say being with us because I feel her so strongly, but also thank you for sharing about her and about the grief and some of the ways that you're honoring her. I think it's helpful to other people for sure. Yeah, no problem. I hope that I've at least been able to give some ideas for anybody who struggles through the holidays or even all year round. And maybe they can try and think of some things that they did with their family members or friends that they can try and continue doing to help get them through as well. Yeah, I think it's important. And also for people to know they're not alone. You know, they're not alone in their grief. And it's true. It's not just right now. It's 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 always, you know, throughout the whole year. So yeah, that's really important. So thank you for sharing that. And I just wish you and your kids and your family, your husband and your dad, a really wonderful Christmas. Thanks, Melissa. And Merry Christmas to you and your family as well. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the show, Please share it with others, post about it on social media, or feel free to leave a rating and a review. You can follow me on Instagram at Melissa White Medium or on Facebook, Psychic Medium Melissa White. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.